I'm Micah Boyette, and you're listening to The Slow Way, a podcast about the quiet goodness of pursuing a sacred love that transforms everything, including you and me. This is a little space in the corner of the internet where we're learning the inefficient gifts of rest, of prayer, and the practice of going slow in a world that tells us our worth is found only in our speed, success, or power. This is a space where we practice paying attention to what's real, the true thing deep down underneath the surface where love lives. Remembering that sometimes we just have to stop long enough to notice. I'm grateful you're here making space to be reminded. This is episode 65, Ritual, or Circling Around the Flame. Let's go the slow way. We have a ritual in our youth group, something that has grown out of our time together. It's called Story Slam. And it started with our weekend away together last spring when we sat around a fire pit and the three of us leaders told stories from our lives that matched the themes of the weekend. It was powerful, funny, and a sweet time. I think there's a lot of reasons for the joy of it. One, we're a small group. We have this foundation of trust and safety with one another. Two, we as leaders have been steadily present part of our students' lives for the past year and a half, and have earned the trust to have our stories heard. Consistency matters to teenagers. Adults can come in and out of their lives, and when we stick around, we earn their trust. Three, we've been authentic, and our stories aren't whitewashed or disingenuous. We've been intentional to tell the truth of our lives in an age-appropriate way. I'm convinced that teenagers have an extra BSO-meter in their noses. You can't get away with dressing up your story for the sake of a teachable moment. They want the truth of it. And when we give it to them with gentle honesty, hope has space to bloom. This past weekend, it rained constantly, and our retreat was spent inside an Airbnb that thankfully had an air hockey table and lots of cozy couches. We circled up in the dark and instead of a fire pit between us, placed a flashlight in a jar. Our theme this past weekend was discovering our core values. And we spent time not just talking about what it means to know our core values, but looking at Jesus's values and spending time alone with good questions to make sense of what it might mean for each of our students to discover their own. And around the flashlight in a jar, with 14 kids snuggled up on a giant sectional, we told stories of how knowing our values had led us to take risks, make difficult moral decisions, and find our people. They listened and asked questions. They had moments of connection and inspiration. They paid attention to each other. There's a reason young people need to go away out of their regular routines. The ritual of retreating allowed my students to encounter each other in new ways and to encounter the spark of the divine in new ways. And it's the same reason we as adults need to step out of our routines to find the gleam of the spirit in the world when we've forgotten to look for it. We need reminders that life is not the grind, not the list of things we're doing to get from waking to bedtime. 
we all need to be reminded that the spark is where life is. Humans know deep in our psyches that we find that connection through ritual. Ritual is part of our daily lives. Rituals are the ways we honor moments of significance. The special occasions that bring us into community with loved ones throughout the year, the carols we sing at Christmas, the blowing out of birthday candles, the first dance at a wedding, the pallbearers carrying the casket, the blessing of babies in our spaces of worship. We need rituals to make sense of the world. And we need rituals to make room for the holy in our presence, to recognize that the holy is already among us. This week on Instagram, one of my writing kindreds, Shannon K. Evans, posted a quick response to the criticism that she over-spiritualizes the world. But why, she asked in return, live in a world where everything is definable when you can live in a world of mystery? There's no doubt that we live in a world of mystery, in a world where we are invited to step back from the daily drudge of our cubicles, open the doors to the grass and trees, and look up to the sky. There's nothing unspiritual about getting our tasks done. In fact, the ordinary goodness of our jobs, our caregiving, our bill paying, form filling, and task accomplishing can all be moments of connection to ourselves and God. But we need moments that step outside of the quotidian in order to see the ordinary beauty for what it really is. Rituals accomplish that in our lives. We need to sit around a campfire with people we love and tell stories. We need to step into the natural world and notice the leaves changing color or twigs snapping under our feet. We need to come back to spaces that light up our hearts and do so intentionally. This week, I've been reading Amy Davis Abdullah's new book, Meaning in the Moment, a book that helps us understand why rituals matter, then invites us to make rituals part of our beginnings, middles, and endings. She offers more than just explanations as to why ritual is important, but provides actual scripts for creating rituals for our friends and communities at the loss of a pregnancy or stillbirth, in helping a friend going through a divorce physically and emotionally release their former spouse, or in sending an adolescent into adulthood. Abdullah teaches us to use language, prayer, candles, oil, and other elements to help us mark and embody our moments of beginnings, loss, or liminality. As I read through her book, I thought about what Shannon K. Evans said. The world has never been under-spiritualized. It has always been jam-packed with mystery. The question is whether or not we choose to circle around the flame and let ourselves notice together. I'm walking away from this book and this past weekend asking myself what it means to intentionally invite more meaning into my weeks. How do I honor my need for moments of divine spark? How do I practice helping the world see the magic around them? How am I living out Jesus' blessings on the ones who grieve, who long for justice, who live with limits, and helping them see the gift of their moments too? Some things, Abdullah writes, just cannot and should not be rationally explained. They have to be acted out, 
lived out in community. And when we can give that gift to one another, we become each other's witnesses to life. My teenage friends sitting around the couch in the dark, believing they are loved and important and worthy of a life with God. We're all worthy of that. How are we reminding ourselves and each other? A slow practice. Let's take five minutes to practice ritual, reminding ourselves that when we set aside a moment for connection with God, we learn to see the work of the divine in our lives in more meaningful ways. Before you start, find a candle and matches or a lighter. Take a few minutes to write down anything significant in your life right now that you want to offer to God in a ritualized way. A relationship, a longing, a choice that needs to be made, a person whose needs are great. Choose one thing to focus on during this practice. Now move to a place in your home or to a space outside that feels unique to you. Set your candle in front of you. Let's start with several slow breaths. Breathe in for four counts, and then breathe out for four counts. Breathe in, one, two, three, four, then breathe out, one, two, three, four. Continue breathing this way for as long as feels helpful to you, keeping your eyes closed and imagining your breath moving in a circle, in and out, slowly. As you breathe, welcome the spark of the Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, help me mark and embody this time of prayer. When you're ready, light your candle. And as you do, say aloud, I offer this relationship, this longing, this decision, or this person, whatever it is, I offer this to you. I entrust it to your generous, loving hands. Just sit before your candle as long as feels necessary. You can journal. You can pray for the specific need. Or you can continue taking deep, long breaths. And when you're ready to finish, end with this prayer. Spirit, go with blank. This relationship, longing, choice, or person from here. Help me hold your nearness in my heart with peace and joy. Amen.
Thanks for being here. Choosing a moment of quiet and allowing yourself to be slow here is a way of refusing to conform with the culture around us. And look at us. We're making space for a fuller vision of ourselves and others, making space for wisdom, making space for love. And that, my friends, is no small thing. Big thanks to Jason Boyette for designing our slow way graphic and the lovely Angelina Marie for editing. And also thanks to Owen Boyette for helping with my social media. You can follow me on Instagram and now on threads at Micah Boyette. And my new book, Blessed Are the Rest of Us, How Limits and Longing Make Us Whole, is available for pre-order wherever books are sold. Pre-orders can really affect how booksellers approach my book when it eventually releases in April. And I hope you'll consider clicking on the link in the show notes and supporting me in that way. Also, while you're thinking about supporting me, why don't you share this podcast with a friend? Subscribing and sharing goes a long way. Thanks for being here with me. I will be right back here with you next week. And I hope you'll join me here too. Bye.